It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action, just like Brent Musburger just said right there. Wow, what, a, what an honor to have Brent uh, introduce us here on VEASAN's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin on a Tuesday night. Yes, we will get to Teaser Tuesdays momentarily. But, Kelly, baseball going on, and uh, the Yankees with a homer fest now. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. That is five to nothing now in the top of the third inning. Let's see, I'm not even seeing a live two run posted. jack by Judge, two run jack by Giancarlo, and now a solo shot from Luke Voigt. They're, uh, they're, the they're a six and a half run favorite. How about, how about that money, money line? Fifteen to one on the Orioles. If you wanted to uh, hop in uh, on that side, lay of a touchdown in this one on the Yankees. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're getting a good number. You're getting a good number. Uh, raise up on the Blue Jays, one to nothing. That game is in the bottom of the fourth inning over at DraftKings. Raise minus one twenty. Live favorite Blue Jays minus one ten. Six and a half your live total. The Indians and Twins. That's zero zero. That game is just in the top of the second inning, though. Other action. Pirates up on the Reds, three to nothing in the bottom of the fifth. Pirates minus six hundred live. Reds plus four twenty six and a half live total in that game shaded to the over. The Phillies with a one nothing lead over the Cubs. That game in the bottom of the third inning. Phillies minus three eighty live though. Cubs plus two ninety seven and a half total. Uh, the Car- uh, Nationals with a one nothing lead over the Marlins. Uh, that in the bottom of the third. 
Live Lions currently off the board for that. The Mets with a 2-0 lead over the Cardinals. I got that game on in front of me right now. They're looking pretty good so far. Mets minus 675 lot. How about that one, go? Minus 675. Ooh, this game in the third inning. Bottom of the third. Yeah. So Mets up no, zero outs. They got nobody on base or anything. Nobody. Cardinals plus 425 is that number coming back. Wow. By, by the way, it could be a very good night for the Mets if this holds, and there's a long way to mm -hmm. go. But they're beating the Cardinals. The Reds are losing to the Pirates. And the Padres have to take on the Giants tonight at Oracle. So, I mean, could be a good night for the Mets as they get back to 500 if this holds. Yeah, the, other, the only other game going on, Rockies up on the Braves 2-1. to one. That game in the bottom of the second. Uh, Braves minus 110 live and Rockies minus 120, 10 and a half live total. Honestly, I'm looking at this three shot. We're going to coordinate whenever we're both going to wear red. We have competing reds going on right oh, now, yeah, and like it's a, it's it's yeah. it's not very visually well, appealing. You know, which is all you guys trade jackets or yeah, something. Like we, I don't know. We'd just, it wouldn't matter. I would just be on the other side of you. Like, like yeah, just, it's, yours is more of an eggplant. We'll go. Okay, yeah. yeah. We got to. We, we'll let, let me get your coat. I'll go full. You know, red on red. You know, <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. I would. Here. We are definitely coming back next segment with you wearing my coat. Maybe not. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, we're I see squeezing it. Yeah. Yeah, you know how that Chris Farley scene ended, right? <laughs> Kelly, you, you weren't invited to the Met Gala last night in no, New York not. City. No, I was not. No. How about oh, no. I like pronouncing it Gala, by the way. Yeah, that's the whole reason why you wanted to say that's that? That's all I wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, pretty much. That's the only reason. There I did see a lot of people tweeting about it. Yeah. Is there something like I missed? Well, because people care about what these what everyone wears yeah. to that thing. That's the big And they go, the big they go nutty with what they wear, I was like, too. what happened with the Mets? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. It's just people wear their most ridiculous outfit that they can find. You see Sierra wearing her Russell Wilson outfit? That, yes. That's A number one for me. Well, I'm going to Google that right now. A number one. She wore like a Seattle Seahawk dress with number three on it. Essentially. That's, Fabulous. That's interesting. Fabulous. Yeah. Best in show. It's phenomenal. Teaser Tuesday, y'all. Uh, this yeah. is what we do on Tuesdays. Not Taco Tuesday. Teaser Tuesday. Break out the electric guitar. But you can eat tacos while placing your teasers on Tuesday. There you go. There you go. Grab tacos for Teaser Tuesday. There you go. Sponsorship opportunities available <laughs> at bsun.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For anybody. Taco Bell, Roberto's, Del Taco, whatever you want. The crazy taco, I believe it's translated <laughs> to in, in English. Uh, teaser Tuesday, NFL Week 2 teaser options. Now, again, these are not only the Stanford Wong teaser options. These are just, we're throwing them all out here, basically. Uh, all kinds of different options. Not many Stanford Wong teaser not options Not many Stanford Wong. Yeah. Stanford Wong, pseudonym for John Ferguson, by the way. Bengals are uh, two and a half. Okay, so we're teasing. Let, let's get this straight here, what we're doing here. So... This would be, you did these kind of randomly, huh? So this would be a Bengals, um, this, so the Bengals are two and a half point dogs at the Bears. So you could Stanford Wong, the That's Bengals. That's a Stanford yeah, Wong. Bengal, the yeah. Bengals threw the three and the seven. So you could get them at eight and a half. We're talking about standard six point teasers. By the way, there's six and a half and seven point teasers available as well. The Browns and the Texans. Well, you're either going to tease the Browns down through the 10 and the seven and get a six maybe, or take the Texans all the way to 18. Is that enough? Broncos, you could basically tease them down to win effectively. Vikings, you could tease up through the 7 and the 10. Buccaneers, same deal as the Browns versus the Falcons. Either tease them down through the 10 and the 7 or give the Falcons a whole mess of points. And then the Packers kind of in that same boat as well against the Lions on Monday night. What floats your boat? Mateo. <laughs> not, it's not the same as last week. No, That's for it is not the same as last week. That is, that is for sure. Um... 
is there anything that we saw from last week to lead us believe to lead us to believe that the Bengals can't keep this thing within eight points? Okay, so no. I, I was going to say the one that I think I will play is Bengals. And I'll take the Vikings up, up to ten and a half. If I can tease the Vikings up Ooh. to ten and a half, you are too bold for. You're bolder than I am. Yeah, yeah. I, those Cardinals, I, the Cardinals team was great last week, but I, I think the Vikings are still going to be pretty good this year. I'm I in the 10, tank for the Cardinals. Like ten points is a fair, over ten points a fair. I think that's the one I'm going to play. Other than that, I don't got much for you. I, I mean, if I we're doing a, if we're doing non traditional, then guys, I mean, like the Browns are going to annihilate the Texans. Like they are going to destroy them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm confident in that one. Yeah, like if you wanted to bring that one under a touchdown, like the Browns are going to, like they are going to annihilate this Texans team. By the way, I'm much more confident in the Browns going down to six versus the Texans than I am in the Buccaneers. By the way, at home against the Falcons or the Packers at home against the Lions. Me too. Those are a little more dicey to me. There was again, there was nothing we saw from the Packers in that game to lead us to believe that it was just this, like, crazy, crazy average. I mean, now, they're not going to be bad. I mean, the team's going to be good. But, I mean, that this team is, like, exponentially better. Again, like, the one of the things that we will constantly beat you over the head with here is that offensive linemen matter, and offensive lines matter. And, like, when you lose the best center in the game, which the Packers did in the offseason, it is a big Thing. Corey Lindsley was a huge, huge anchor on that offensive line, and and he's not there anymore. Bakhtiari is on IR until I mean he can't come back at least until week four, maybe maybe before that. So like two guys that anchored this offensive line last year are not on this offensive line for this Packers team. It's like it, you can't just run these guys out there as soon as as soon as starters on the offensive line go down. Like there's a reason Kelly brought up such a when when you brought up that it was crazy that Najee Harris played every single snap like right. for so wide receivers and running backs just don't play every single snap during the game pass rushers typically don't play every single snap during the game because you're going all out like it is, it, yeah it is hard as you can go mm-hmm. but offensive linemen play every single snap of it. there's a reason why you don't rotate offensive linemen because typically the drop off from the starter to the second string guy is incredible like it is mad it's hard to find good offensive linemen and so when you're playing backups and these guys are coming in, like they're coming in cold. They're coming in, didn't think they were going to play it all that day. Like they're probably exponentially worse than these other people. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not completely, completely, completely sold on on the Packers like long term here. Especially, I mean, short term for sure. So I don't like that one either, Gil. Bucks, yeah. you know, look, do they? Do they more times than not probably get it done? Yeah. I just don't want to have a whole bunch of money tied into it. I don't. So I think I'd prefer to just kind of sit back on that. I'm, it might be a lighter week for me from a, from a teaser standpoint. Me too. I do think the Browns destroy the Texans, though. Thing is, what to, what to tie the Browns to, though? The Bengals? I mean, mm, I don't know. Like, I think. Right. Right. Would you rather tie it into the Bengals plus eight and a half or the Broncos just to or beat the, the Bron- Jaguars? Right. Or the Broncos, right. Yeah. Let me ask you, if I, so if I switch this from Teaser Tuesday to Survivor Tuesday, not sponsorable, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, don't, yeah, Packer, I don't think there's any. Yeah. Uh, Packers. Unless as the a, band Survivor is coming out with a new album or something. <laughs> and they the want TV like, shows, that's yeah, the yeah. If, if you're picking in Survivor between the, let's say you had the Browns, the Bucks, and the Pack all available to you as the biggest favorites. Do you take the Packers so as to save the other two? And just hope the Packers do do what they do get you by right. what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, so I think I do. So full transparency. Had I not 
lost all three. Yes. I was playing the Packers this week. That's who I'm playing. Yeah, so, like, I was playing because yeah. I had, like, mapped out the first kind of three weeks of how I was going to go about it because I wanted to play teams early on that I didn't want to play later on. That's, that's and how so, you do it. And so I, I had I was going to play the Packers this week. That's how I was going to go about it. So, yeah. uh, thanks Vikings. But anyway, yes, I was going to I was going to play the uh, play the Packers. We interrupt this teaser and Survivor talk for a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at bat. Uh, Blue Jays trailing the Rays one to nothing. First and second, nobody out in the bottom of the fourth for Vlad Guerrero. But it's a three zero pitch. It looks like they want no part of Vlad here, but that would load the bases. So picking their poison are the Rays here. Uh, Rasmussen is against Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Here's the 3-0 pitch. Let's see if he's taking or swinging. Oh, he hacked at it, and that is going to go destroyed it, drive it was just right, right to center field. Yeah, <laughs> he destroyed it just a right at very someone. loud out is what that was. Okay, so um, uh, one of the one of the things I, I think here too, you know, I mean, that's we'll disclaimer all these things like as we start the football season here, like so we don't. We're, we don't force bets here either on, on the show. That's one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on. Like, So mm-hmm. there might be weeks where we have cards where we've got 10 plays, and there's going to be weeks where we have three. And it's just, you know, right. that's just kind of the way, way we go about betting. It's a great – I'm glad you said yeah. it. We're not talking just to talk. If we're mm-hmm. making a bet, we're making a bet. And we won't say we are if we're not. So that's the main thing. Now, sometimes we're unable to because we don't have, let's say, a DraftKings in this mm-hmm. jurisdiction, but we will recommend to you what we would do. But as far as, by the way, as far as the Survivor thing, I'm absolutely taking the Packers yeah. this week. Yeah. And if I lose, I lose. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But that's the team to take uh, for me, as I've already used the Buccaneers, and I don't want to spoil the Browns. So it's, not really, <laughs> it's not really much of a choice. And really, when you go up and down this late, there's nothing else I feel like super mm-hmm. confident in. We'll come back, Jets fans. We'll look at AFC East odds. Uh, NL MVP odds still to look at with Fernando Tatis Jr. still the favorite. We'll talk NFL with Drew Dinsick from the... The NBC Sports Beat the Edge. Is it Beat the Edge? What is it? I'm forgetting the name of his podcast now. No, it's the, uh, he's got his uh, Deep Dive podcast, and then he's got the NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. The edge. Pardon me. And then Cam Newton's next team. Where's he going? All of that tonight on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and VEASAN has kicked off our new schedule. We have new talent and shows to help make the most of your fall betting action. The VEASAN lineup has expanded to 21 hours, in case you hadn't heard, of live programming every weekday as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds and stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the nation. We've added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former pro athletes, sports media veterans, and strategic sports bettors. Of course! Visit VEASAN.com to see our new lineup and talent and make this your best football betting season ever. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and, of course, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, you were on um, My Guys in the Desert, hosted by Stormy Bonatoni the I other was. day. I was. I was. That's going to be a regular spot for you? Bun- to give out a bunch of uh, losing prop bets. So, yes, uh, be sure to tune into the segment next week. Yeah. So Might not be invited back next yeah, week. Yeah. So what you're saying is they're yeah. bad luck. We went one and two. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully hopefully you only took the, the winning one and not the other two. Did, yeah. did you catch what Drew was saying? We, Drew Densick is joining us later. We went to dinner with him the other night, and uh, he was saying how, like, certain shows that he goes on are, like, super good luck and other ones are bad luck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing with uh, with this betting racket. Mark, Mark Andrews didn't didn't want to, if he'd have caught the two passes that hit him in the hands, w- at least the yardage gets there. The 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 receptions wouldn't have got there. That's what I was sta- but, there, standing at home screaming, yeah. and then I'm texting Marky Mark, ruining my night. I was like, "What are you talking? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Did the Funky Bunch t- put out another record?" It's one of those things. It's one of those things where I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, "Okay, look, the reception's probably going to get there because obviously Lamar has no confidence in him tonight because he is dropping everything." But like, I mean, you just make those two. At least the yardage would have gotten there, but uh, you know, and it is what, what it is. 
And We're not going to win every time. And why was I not told that the Funky Bunch put out another album? <laughs> yeah. More importantly. Gil's in line at that album store tomorrow. <laughs> that album store. Where are, you, where are you at, Virgin Records? That album <laughs> store. That guy, that guy, like, he's, he's he just puts out, like, he would have to put out 14 new albums to make what he makes in, like, one crappy movie that he gets in. Like, 14. He can, oh, like, yeah. like, like, he's just like, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm just going to. albums. Oh, <laughs> you know, that kid. I'm Mark Wahlberg. I'm going to attach my name to movie XYZ, and it's like 25 million. Like, there's there's a Mark Wahlberg documentary that's pretty fascinating, by the way. Docu-series about his whole life and what he. Rise to fame. Uh, not so much the rise, uh, but what he deals with Yeah, now. so a, a, yeah. some rough streets upbringing, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah no, I don't get into that so oh, much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mets fans, uh, we're going to go to the uh, the uh, excuse me, Jets fans. We're going to go to the AFC East odds later. Mets fans, we're going to take a look uh, at some stuff regarding you uh, as well. But let me just make a television recommendation tonight uh, for a reminder to Mets fans. Uh, 30 for 30 with a... The first two parts of a four-part docu-series, 30 for 30, one of the best things that ESPN does. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens, detailing the love affair between New York City and the 1986 Mets, who, of course, won the World Series. Uh, in what I still say to this day might be the greatest Major League Baseball postseason of our lifetime as a whole. Not only them beating the Red Sox in the uh, in the World Series, but also the national, the American League and National League Championship Series. The Mets taking uh, down the Astros and the Red Sox taking down the Angels. So that debuts tonight as well. Jets fans, let's look at these odds after a loss to the Panthers in Week One. Well, now five and a half point home dogs to Mac Jones. How about that, Mac Jones and the Patriots? A rookie quarterback who's nearly a six-point road favorite in week number two. So the adjusted numbers are, well, the Bills are the favorite after they lost to the Steelers. They're still the favorite, minus 120. Dolphins are 1-0. and So the Dolphins, the only team in this division, they have sole possession of first place. But the betting market still has them at plus 225 to win the division. Patriots plus 380. And the Jets, 35-1. Jets season win totals 5.5. They're still 9-1 to to make the playoffs. I won't even say out loud the AFC and Super Bowl numbers. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is priced appropriately. It's still the Bills division. Yes, they started 0 and 1. They played one of the what I mean, listen, in the season we're going to look we're going to look back and the Steelers defense is still going to be a top 10 unit, if not a top 5 unit in all the NFL. I mean, they have the players, they have the playmakers. They're going to continue to get tons of pass rush and they're going to be a really really good defense. And so the Bills just struggled against a really talented good defense. They're not going to do that very often during the course of the season, and they're going to win this division. I mean, listen, the thing about the Patriots is, like you mentioned, I mean, it's still still a rookie quarterback. There, there's going to be a game or two throughout the course of the season where we go, "Wow, Mac Jones looked really bad in that mm-hmm. game." You know, like, it's just it's is what it is. I mean, we see it with rookie quarterbacks all the time, and so like, we're probably going to look back and say, "Man, that is uh, that was a real poor game from him." And then I think this Dolphins team kind of is what I think what we kind of thought they were. That win total nine and a half, five hundred team, right? I mean, like kind of a five hundred ish. Team, that seems about right for the Dolphins. I got, I got two things. One is football-related, one is baseball-related. First of all, the Mets, who are leading the Cardinals 2 to nothing, It's now 2-1, to one, and the Cardinals have runners at the corners with one out in the top of the fourth. Kelly, that in-game number you mentioned, 
I, yeah. I hate us sometimes because we bring it up, we seize on it, and then we don't bet it. The Cardinals were north of $4 at that point so early in the third inning. Yeah. We should have all jumped on that. Not that uh, We don't know if it's going to happen, right? They could get a double right. play and out of this inning. But still, like, wh- why was it that high? I'll tell you, it's, it's, it is the one benefit of doing this show and doing these lot, these in-game shows where, you know, I will not sit here and proclaim to be a baseball better at all, but, like, we can see when live numbers are just seem a little high for what they, what yeah. they are on, on quality teams. And, and there they tie it up. Sacrifice fly ties it up. So two to two now. Uh, still in the top of the fourth, runner at first, two down. Uh, long long game of baseball, and if you're sitting there with the plus four or whatever's, plus four hundred tickets now, good for you, because uh, you're rolling right now with that one. Uh, back to this, the AFC East, though, Matt. The team I wanted to ask you about, I'm not sure if I brought it up last night, if I said it on a numbers game, I don't even know where I say anything anymore. But the Dolphins, you know, they win this game. The Damian Harris fumble is the big play in that game. It was first and ten for the Patriots driving at the Dolphins 11 with just over three minutes left. It's 17 to 16. They never see the ball again. And, you know, again, it's one of these things where the Dolphins, some people derisively say they win these games by smoke and mirrors. And we see, we saw a little of that last year too. And I guess the question is at what point does it stop being that? And it's just like, no, they just figure I mean, look, yeah. the guy fumbled, right? But uh, Damian Harris fumbled, but they figure stuff out, and that's just who they are. They still had to have a lead in the first place. Yes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. for the, I mean, the fumble manifested into a win. But, yeah, I mean, they still had to have the lead in the first place. It wasn't like the fumble. Then they had to go down and score to win the game. I mean, they had the lead as it was. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think this Dolphins team is about right. I mean, I think they're about a 500 team, game over 500 team, something like that. I mean, that seems about right for them. And I think that the organization's on the, the, the right track here. Let us not forget that this, um, now that the suspension is over, they're going to get Will Fuller back. And this is like kind of one of those things that was a little bit under the radar for for a while there that like, you know, people weren't talking about, oh, it's Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it's only going to make Jalen Waddle. Like, like, like Waddle's going to get way, 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 way better now right. because Will Fuller is going to draw so much incre- mm-hmm. like attention. I mean, this is, this this offense only can go up here at this point, and so I mean, I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna be a tough out week in week out for everybody. So, so just to put in perspective, how, where these numbers adjust to just after one week, Dolphins and Bills are actually where you had the most movement. Dolphins for plus three fifty to win the division headed into the season. Um, yes, to make the playoffs plus one fifteen. Now down to minus one fifty. Uh, if that yeah, that's what we have on there minus one fifty. And then Bills, Matt, we were saying this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They just maybe bet the Bills to win division. I never did. I don't know if you ended up doing it, but minus 120? This is minus 160 when we were talking about yeah. it. Seems like even a better bet now. It's one I might actually be making here tonight uh, tonight or tomorrow. Both of those moves make sense, though, because right, the Bills lost a the yeah. game they were supposed yeah. to have won, right? And the Dolphins won a coin flip game, basically. Yeah, I think this is why we're... We will always bring this stuff up throughout the course of the season because I think it will continue to present betting opportunities in these these different markets as they change dynamically and stuff, which is awesome that they do. But yeah, I mean, it, it's still the Bills division. I mean, it's it's still a Bills team that is going to win the vast majority of their games, and so I'm I'm with you, Kelly. Well, I, you I think, think 120 is is a great price. And then think about even they're they're going to play head to head this week, right? You're going Bills to the Dolphins. Bills favor. Bills win that game. These these prices are going to shift again dramatically. And, and let's also, I mean. 
let's just be real here. I mean, it's not what Jets fans want to hear, but let's just be real. I mean, so you're also betting that minus 120 against two other teams and not three because, like, the Jets are not going to win that division. Like, it's not going to happen. What? You know? So right, that's a good point. Yeah. So you're, you're also getting 120 just against two other teams. It's not even against three other teams. And so you're, you're – are they going to beat the Dolphins and the Patriots in the long run when it's all said and done? And you're thinking yes. Yeah, I, I, I would say yes for sure. Me too. Did you – was there anything about that performance in week one from the Bills, though? Again, we don't want to be the prisoners of the moment. We don't want to overreact. But was there anything about – because we talked a little bit about the Josh Allen yeah. thing. Like, okay, well, come, you know, accuracy is the one thing that really does translate from college to pros. He bucked that. We talked about Jordan yeah. Palmer uh, coaching him up. Was there anything about that first game where you're like, uh, oh, boy, uh, maybe, maybe? I mean, he was he – was, Certainly less accurate than you would have liked. That being said, I mean, he was – they could not – I mean, Under that, duress. That Steeler, yeah, I yeah. mean, that Steelers team was in his face constantly. Yeah. I mean, they were all over him in that game. I don't think it's going to happen very often for him. So, I'll wait to hit the panic button until I see it kind of against a, a normal defense. And so – We'll uh, we'll kind of well, I mean we'll see that this week so hopefully hopefully get a little rebound here I will say this though they they have fully embraced this whole we're just not going to run the ball thing and I do wonder if at some point that does end up catching up with them I, I mean we'll, we'll find out but they just they just don't run the ball they also with a surprise inact Zach Moss was just inact like, like we're just not going to run the ball yeah. so like we don't even need him to be active it's better for us to have a reserve linebacker or something you use the phrase panic button the, the real panic button team might be the Ravens after week yeah. one after what we saw last night beyond the AFC East of course we'll come back I promised you AL Cy Young odds we will do that next where does Garrett Cole stack up right now as he's on the hill against the Orioles it's Beeson's primetime action you are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to visa.com data and analysis. You get everything Visa has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Kelly, a little update around uh, Major League Baseball, if you would, sir. Yeah, Pirates up on the red, 6 to nothing. Wow. Not even a uh, live number on the board for that game. The Reds right nursing a half-game lead over both the Cardinals and the Padres, and that's what they put out tonight. Yeah, when we've got the uh, Cubs up on the Phillies, uh, taking the lead there, 2-1 to one, top of the fifth. And then we got the Nationals up on the Marlins now, 2-1 to one, top of the fifth. Cardinals have tied things up with the Mets. That is 2-2 in the bottom of the fourth now. Mets with a runner on first. No outs there. Um, and then we've got Rockies still up on the Braves. 2-1 to one that game in the bottom of the fourth. Yankees. Your Yankees tonight, Gil. All over the Orioles. 5-0 yeah. bottom of the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rays one at nothing over the Blue Jays. Still that game in the top of the sixth now. Indians up on the Twins three nothing bottom of the third. Rangers leading the Astros two to nothing in the top of the second now. So played in two in the bottom of the first. A's up on the Royals two to nothing in the top of the second. And the Angels up one nothing on the White Sox top of the second. That was the other thing about Major League Baseball this year is that besides the Giants and the Dodgers, so obviously Giants two and a half games up, and they're both of those teams look like. They're never going to lose another baseball game ever. But besides that, you know, the Braves fending off the Phillies and the Mets in the in the NL East never really became a pennant or excuse me, a division race, at least yet. 
And in the AL West, you just mentioned the Astros. The Astros had the Athletics and the Mariners to some extent knocking at their door. Never really became a race. And obviously the White Sox and the Brewers did their thing. And the Rays were never challenged really in the end. So the wild card races ended up being pretty uh, amazing and still are. Divisions not so much, which again, the exception of the Giants and Dodgers, which still has some intrigue. You talked to uh, Matt with Paul Spore earlier about the NL Cy Young and how Max Scherzer is now the short shot. Um, imagine picked up mid you know trade deadline the last time someone at the trade deadline or switched teams at the trade deadline won the Cy Young Rick Sutcliffe in 1984. Let's take a look at the American League. Garrett Cole. Now this has been uh, shifty, as they say. Right now, Garrett Cole's minus 140. He is pitching a shutout, though, against the Orioles. That ran into a whole bunch of trouble in the first inning, got out of that, and he has settled down. Five to nothing Yankees in that one. Garrett Cole's at minus 140. Robbie Ray's plus 160. He of the Blue Jays. He had a pretty suspect outing last time. He was on the hill as well. Lance Lynn plus 350. Rodon, Carlos Rodon, who was in this for a long time this year. 18 to 1, though. Uh, at this point. And then there's Shohei, just to get back to our original point about American League MVP. He's literally on the sheet for AL Cy Young. Talking about MVP again at 50-1. to 1. So is it Garrett Cole for you at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's especially with the thing that I mean this this just this got pulled down obviously with the as this game started because they 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 left these markets up while guys were going earlier on in the season but since it's down to kind of like this like two like, and three horse, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that like so that they they pulled this down uh so this is what you could have got it at before the game started I mean it's I, with this performance here, I think this probably solidifies not, it here. For not people. a very efficient performance, yeah. right? Through four, no earned runs, two hits, five Ks, two walks, but 81 pitches in for Garrett Cole. So the Yankees will have to go to the pen here sooner than later. So there's that. An inefficient start, but an effective one in the end for Garrett Cole. Now, he was just minus 250. Again, those odds on September 2nd, just 12 days ago. Remember, Max Scherzer. What did we say Scherzer was on September 2nd? He was double digits, right? Yeah, 14. Six, 16. 14 or 16. 16. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Cole was minus 250 at that point. There's the Scherzer. What, 16 to 1. God. I was the one when I, when I started punching these up last night, and the numbers adjusted a little bit today. He was actually even money last night when I was uh, typing up Scherzer. But I saw, saw even money last night, and I'm like, Man, we like I remembered kind of what Paul brought up. I was like, I remember us talking about on the show, and they both like Matt and Paul. You guys all kind of mentioned that number. I'm like, man, it was way longer than that. So I wanted, I needed, wanted to go look it up. I'm like, yes, yeah, sixteen to one, and that is less than two weeks ago. So much of these again. This is the thing with with awards are narrative, and we're gonna get to NL MVP a little later on, I believe. But yeah. you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. is like it's like the the betting market and the media can't quit him even though his numbers are no better over, like, the long haul than Bryce Harper or Juan Soto. But it's like, nope, Tatis. It's like, again, it's like it's already been decided. And the Padres, uh, this just in, they're not going to make the playoffs with this schedule down the stretch. They're just not. One wouldn't think. Um, anything is possible. And we always, and, you know, we talk about, you know, narratives and stuff. You and I talked a little bit about this at the beginning of the year, Matt, and I can't remember who we were talking about. I want to say it was a Cardinal, but somebody came out of the shoot with a great win-loss record, mm-hmm. and we were like, hey, wouldn't this be interesting if in the age of analytics, or as David Culley calls it, analytics, wouldn't it be interesting 
if someone with a really good win-loss record got into the conversation. As opposed to actually looking at the underlying yes. stats, which was... Because yeah. it's so rare yeah. now for somebody to go long enough to get decisions like that. Do you know what Julio Urias's win-loss record is for the L.A. Dodgers? Who's not on this board, right? His teammates Scherzer and Bueller are. 100 to 1, I believe, when I checked last 100 to 1. Yeah. Do you know what his win-loss record is? I don't know, like 16 and 5 or something? 17 and 3. <laughs> That's incredible. That is incredible. He, no mention. He was up there for a while. Remember there was like the yeah. three of them? As soon as Scherzer came over, they were both kind of low. But yeah, he was It was 100 to 1 last night when I checked it. He has 17 and 3 season, a 2.98 ERA. I mean, not a word. And it just gets to my point where, like, this is so – There's a, it's always a story. Like, why isn't he – Yeah, he's still up there, 101. What, what world do we live in where he's 100 to 1? Not reality. I'm not saying he's going to win it. Yep. But, like, he, there's no way he should be 100 to 1. So you're 17 and 3 with a sub-3 ERA. Oh, it was, uh, it was Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. Because right. he started out 9 and 0. That's right. And he, he, but his stats weren't underlying stats weren't all that great. But he started out nine and zero. He got hurt, so there was no chance he was ever another one of these deals where he, he was never going to get it. So he's anyway. still hundred to one. Flaherty. So, so compared to a guy hundred to one, he's he's hurt. So compared to a guy uh, uh, who has that kind of record, uh, Gil, yeah. I mean, Julio Arias could become the first NL twenty game winner in years. But we just don't care about these kinds of things, apparently, when we're betting in these markets. But, you know, you talk about this this market changes every week, right? Oh, now it's Scherzer yeah. who's the guy. I mean, it's bizarre. What, what, if, what if Urias wins, goes 20-3, and three, and his ERA just keeps plummeting? Uh, and, he, and he's, the like, the third on the odds board of the Dodgers pitchers? Like, it's insane. And, and yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, how many times? I mean, Scherzer and Bueller have flipped on this, like, multiple times. It's just weird with the teammates near the top. He was the guy that threw the final pitch, I believe, in the World Series last year, if I'm not mistaken, Urias as well. So I don't know. I mean, that's just that just makes these awards so these betting markets so fascinating. It's like there are guys that lurk. First of all, like, this year more than any, it's been narrative driven. Like I feel like, and, and listen, I, I think Otani's the MVP, but some might even counter by saying, well, it's the same with Otani, right? They just decided. Um, I would say in Otani's case, it's justified for MVP, mm-hmm. but like Tatis Jr. Should not be a lock for an LMVP by any stretch. And again, we'll go through it on a numbers game tomorrow, player by player, like Harper and Soto versus him. But the Arias thing is very interesting to me. I'm almost talking myself into a 100 to 1 wager. I really am. Oh, it's one of the, at a hundred to one. It's one of those hey, like you can make a small bet sure. and whatever. If it loses, at least you're at least you're drawing a line to like how this could get home. Yeah, right? they'll respect me so much they'll move it to hundred and twenty to one <laughs> after I make the wager. <laughs> like, thanks, Gil. Get out of here. It's not happening. Anyway, I just think that's fascinating. That again, none of this is. That's the thing with awards versus you know, actual games we bet on. With awards, yeah. there's so much subjectivity to it. And baseball especially, it's like there's this groundswell. And then one day, somebody speaks up and says, hey, what about this guy? Yeah. And everyone's like, you're right. It is. It. I love the conversations we have about awards in every sport because it's almost like, you know, we always talk about you don't really know how the voters are going to go and the odds don't necessarily match what we think, you know, yeah. what we think they're going to do. I, they're always fascinating conversations. He, it, it, he got hurt. And so it would have been interesting to see had Flaherty like kept going just so that we could have 
had the case study here. Right. Because so here's the thing: like, you forgot about him because he got hurt and he missed three months. Of the season. I mean, he's nine and two on the season. Like, like you, like you, people just forget that. Like, like Flaherty's nine and two on the season with a three 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 point oh eight ERA, but he missed two months of the year, so you're never, like he was never going to have a chance anyway. But it'd have been interesting had he finished. You know, let's just let's say he kept on that pace and he was eighteen and four or something. You know, like mm-hmm. and 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 with like this good but not great stats, would he had at least been in the conversation? You know. It also like just highlights also how amazing it is what the Giants did being ahead of the Dodgers because they, they have Scherzer mm-hmm. and Bueller and Kershaw and Urias. By the way, it's Urias, accent on the eye. Forgive me for mispronouncing it this whole time. But uh, it's just incredible. And yet somehow the Giants are still beating them, at least now, two-and-a-half game lead, both teams in action tonight. Uh, we'll come back, among other things. We'll talk to Drew Dinsick. We'll go back to the NFL from the Deep Dive podcast and the uh, – Bet the Edge podcast from NBC Sports. We will do that. Uh, And on the other side, in between that and Drew Dinsick, let us talk about NL MVP. And should Fernando Tatis Jr. be the prohibitive favorite? I will say not. See what you think next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You ever think we'd live for Brett saying that about us? Wow, it's awesome. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public uh, the public opinion. Rather, pardon me. Data is available for money line, totals, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. That's Use that information for your entertainment. Just as a disclaimer. Don't. I, I'm See, this is why I love doing this show. Do not, we keep it real. Do not go in. Well, I'm just saying, do yeah. not go in and say, oh, well, this is obviously the way I should be, be right. going with it. Like, That's right. Use it for your, your purpose. And then you, if you want to make it part of your routine or something like that, then more power to you. It's not part of mine. If it is part of yours, it's not it's part fine. of mine. But um, it's not part of mine at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I was pointing to the. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, don't. I, there are so many people who go. Oh well, this then definitely this. Well, and the, it's, the and, and, worst is the is the whole cottage industry of the reverse line movement, right? Yes, where the money's coming one way, but the lines going the other. They're like, oh, somebody knows something or yeah. whatever. They could, yeah, just yeah. It's a tool. It is a tool. It's a tool. I, I mean, a good example is a game we've already talked about. I, I mean, it's all three of us are already on the Chiefs. I guarantee you, the Chiefs are going to be. I very heavily up there as far as handling tickets this weekend, but I, that doesn't mean it's it's a bad bet. It's just right. it, it's it's tool entertainment. Interesting to see where that stuff comes in. We work it into the show all the time. Uh, yeah. You see the graphics we put up on Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. We always get a kick of seeing where the money comes in each week. But yeah, yeah well, it, it is interesting. Well, one of the things we point out as well, and I think that this is 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 important too. Is is you know so like Kelly, you made a perfect example for this for this Chiefs thing. So right. There will be a lopsided probably amount of money when it's all said and done on the Chiefs. But what percentage of that came in when it was one and a half? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when it, what, when it was on three when you and I got it, and then now it's moved to three and a half to four to whatever. So it, 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 the very, it could vary where the money came in. And, like, so while a ton of money could have come in on three – 
And that's a good bet. You know, so it doesn't necessarily mean good bet, bad bet, all the different things. Like we, that. So we, we just, talked about that all summer. Yeah. Whenever we put up something, we always said we have no idea where in the betting arc mm-hmm. of this, the trajectory where these where this money came just in. Just want to show you yeah. kind of what's going on. The landscape, the yeah. broad landscape of everything. We're I, painting with a broad brush. I just saw this uh, this tweet come up. I don't know if you guys knew this already. How about uh, Lane Kiffin apparently has worked into his contract a hundred grand bonus every time he wins a non non-conference game against a Power 5 opponent. So he missed, missed that game against Louisville 1, gets 100 grand. <laughs> so he doesn't get the 100 grand? No, he does. Oh, he, he gets does. it. He gets it. Despite the Despite fact that he wasn't there. being there coaching the game. Yeah, he's probably coaching from he, his couch He was involved anyway. in game planning is yeah. what the article says. So. Yeah. Well, good on him. How would you like to just get 100K for a non-conference win to do uh, these bonuses and these coaches contracts are are unbelievable whenever you look at these things like what they get well kelly knows because he used to cover this but what they get like for a radio appearance and like what they get for like a different like because it's all worked into their contracts and stuff and you're like he just got twenty five thousand dollars to do that radio show and it's like like for one day i mean come on man come on do you know i've never paid one single guest ever on any of my shows never just won't. I mean, of oh, course, there's, I, there's, of course there's, I don't have head coaches on the show we're, either. We're not going to name names, but I, the, it cracks me up sometimes when I go to guest book and there's people where I've got six other options of basically the same kind of people that do their job, and it's like somebody wants to get paid for. I'm like, yeah, sorry, but like that's kind of not how we do things. I, I'll find someone else who won't want to get paid. By the way, Clay Hilton's buyout at USC. Did you get the price tag on that one? Thought to be around, this is according to the L.A. Times, thought to be around $20 million uh, after the 2019 mm-hmm. season, um, even though USC doesn't officially make those numbers public. So who knows? Yeah. Even if it's half that. Even if it's half that. Yeah. Vison slash DraftKings, I love working for you, but I'll take $20 million. We don't like <laughs> if I, what if you I, did for us. Here's $10 million go away. We like what we do so much, though, that if you gave me that, I'd be like, I, I don't know if I want to. I, I kind of want to stick point. around. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Please um, don't fire me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. No, Matt, take the $10 million. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Were you surprised at all that Clay Helm got like a college Power Five conference team like uh, USC had their head coach, Clay Helm, fired after? Game number two. They wanted him gone in 2019 very, very badly. Mm-hmm. And then he got the little reprieve from this, the shortened COVID season where they go five and one. And so then he gets to like come in an extra year. But they really, really wanted him gone after 2019, especially with the fan base. And they didn't get it. And then he goes five and one. They kind of like can't fire him. But then, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was one of those things where you're USC. You should all, I mean, you're on the West Coast. Oh, you You've should got, have everybody. It should, uh, like, losing these recruits. Listen, I understand. A lot of these kids understand the the power of playing on television and winning stuff like this. Like, but losing as many recruits as they lose to Alabama and to Georgia and to whatever. Like, get and these to, like, kids Oregon. to Oregon. Yeah, and get yeah. these kids to fly across country and go and live in Tuscaloosa. Oh, you, you have to. I know I mean, you've been to Tuscaloosa or not. Yeah. Live in Tuscaloosa as opposed to being a rock star over in L.A. I mean, it's just. No offense know. to the Tuscaloosans. Yes. I mean, Matt, it's the same thing. I mean, think about the, the decline of programs like the University of Miami, which, Gil, you can attest to. Oh, yeah. A beautiful oh. place to live, party, go to school. But same thing. You're losing them to places like Tuscaloosa and the 
I mean, one of, if not the hottest recruiting bed in the country right in Miami's backyard, and these guys are going to these SEC schools because they know of that stuff. They're going to be on TV more. You're going to win a national championship. And, man, I don't know if anybody watched week one of the NFL this year, this uh, this past weekend and see the starting lineups every week, but it's like, oh, there's an Alabama player in every single yeah. level of this there's team's like, defense it's like an, like, you, can, you can, like, go through, and it's like Alabama, Georgia, oh. LSU, Ohio State, and it's it's like that. there's one of those in every single starting the, lineup. The Washington football team was trying to just compose the entire Alabama defense at one point. <laughs> They're just like, let's just draft Alabama players. That's our strategy. Uh, let's look at uh, NL MVP, since we talked about this in the different forms earlier. We've talked about AL MVP. We've talked about Cy Youngs. But NL MVP, by the way, 5-1 to one now, Yankees. Runners at first and second with two out in the bottom of the fifth. And a little mound conference with Garrett Cole, whose pitch count is already pretty hefty. So we'll see what goes down there. Let's just get out of this, Yankees. Let's not make this interesting, if I may just say so. Uh, odds to win the NL MVP, Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres, minus 180. He is the favorite. Bryce Harper, the Phillies, who has quietly, and I do mean quietly, put together a great season, plus 275. Everybody else is double digits, including the division-leading Atlanta Braves' Freddie Freeman, who's 10-1. to 1. Max Muncy is the short Dodger on the board at 15-1. to 1. Imagine that with all of that talent. Betts and Bellinger and Seeger and Turner, and not the Turner that's on this board, but the other Turner. It's Max Muncy and Trey Turner of the Dodgers who are on here. And look at Juan Soto. Let me just point that out. So, so a couple things real quick. Built this graphic this morning. Send the numbers in for this morning. I don't know what happened between this morning and right now. Mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis up to minus two hundred five now. So I guess the bets are just continuing to pour in on him. Stop it. What the only is, other number that kind of moved is Freddie Freeman. He's to 12-1 to 1 now. I'm just going to say this about Juan Soto again. If you watch baseball on a nightly basis, Juan Soto is Barry Bonds' light. No one wants any part of him. And in, in some respects, that does him more harm than anything. Now, he does play for a team that's in last place. So it gets back to what you were talking about earlier, mm. where you're like, okay, well, can you give the MVP to a guy in last place? It's not Juan Soto's fault they're in last place. He's ridiculous. I have a Juan Soto ticket at 100 it, to 1. It's kind of like looking at these Bryce Harper stats as well, like you're, like you're, you're saying. So <laughs> the guy's got 32 homers, but only 72 RBI. Because no one's ever on base. I mean, yeah. that's like not his fault, right? It's just like you you are going to be very hard-pressed to find a guy that's got 32 homers and only 72 RBI. But it's just he's he's having to hit a lot of solo jacks because yeah. they're just not guys on base. Like the team is not very good all around. So he doesn't have the incredible eye-popping stats of some of these other guys. But it's like you keep saying, like it's not really his, his his fault. And here's the thing. If the Padres and Phillies both miss the playoffs, which it appears the Phillies will, and based on the Padres' schedule, it appears they might very well also – is there, are we really parsing between guys who miss the playoffs and guys who finish in last place? They all miss the playoffs. Let, let's not do that. If you ain't first, you're last. What's that? <laughs> I'm trying to get this Juan Soto ticket home, Kelly. Uh, it's, uh, by, the, by the way, I was just looking. So August 19th, Yeah. we discussed this as well. He was 100 to 1 on August 19th. I have a 100 to 1 on Juan Soto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it was it from then though, or was it from like pre? Uh, uh, it was a, right around the trade deadline, so okay. a little bit before okay. that. Yeah, hundred to one on Juan Soto. But again, if you and I'm not going to do them right here because I don't want to bore you with numbers. But if you look at the last thirty days of stats, and if you look at the full years of stats, and you do a Soto Tatis Harper thing, Soto's numbers are are in many ways better. 
in many, many categories. If you look at slash lines, if you look at advanced stats like WRC+, things like war. I mean, do I think he's going to win it? I mean, probably not. But at this point, none of these guys except for the Dodgers and the Braves are going to make the playoffs. It should probably be Freeman. Again? After last year again? He he was sneaky freaky last year. It should probably be Freeman. Again. The Braves just mosey Under the radar. Mosey along. On their way, it appears, to another division title. Obviously, the Mets and the Phillies will have something to say about that. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk to Drew Densick from the Bet the Edge podcast. Football next, right here on Beeson's Primetime Action. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.